And since it's a uh, it's a Christmas service, let's talk about Christmas. <laughs> And the title of my message today is What Makes Christmas Meaningless? So I'll, I'd like you to turn to the person beside you and say What, what makes Christmas meaningless? Because for, for, for centuries, humanity have been celebrating Christmas. So we need to have this full understanding of what exactly makes Christmas meaningless. Because the, the word Christmas has its own origin. And it comes from Latin which is na natalis. And the meaning behind the word is birth. Let's see this in the Bible. Open your Bible there in Luke chapter 2, verse 11. And it says the following. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So here, the true Christmas, true meaning of Christmas, is born. And it's the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What, what, but what makes Christmas then lose its meaning? Let's understand this today. The first thing is the absence of Jesus. The other, the second thing is the change of focus. People are focused on other things. And the third point is that there is no true worship to Jesus. How many can understand? And I'm going to use here an illustration so that we can understand better this message. And it says, one day during the Christmas season, a, a presenter on his national radio program And he asked a young woman who was taking part on the program over the phone. And he asked her, what would you like to get this Christmas? You know, what is at the top of your wish list? What would you like to get for Christmas? And the young woman quickly answered. And he says, a big hug from the birthday boy. And the, and the presenter then becomes astonished with the answer the young woman gave. And he says, what? What birthday boy? And he goes and he answers her again. And he answers her, 
What birthday boy? And the young woman meekly said again with another question. Isn't today Jesus Christ's birthday? Amen. And this is why I've, I've titled this message What Makes Christmas Lose Its Meaning? Because that presenter in that moment had completely lost the meaning of Christmas. Because he becomes astonished when she asks, when she her request was so simple. He goes, what? Who, who's the birthday? Who's, whose birthday is it? So it's very important to understand this and what makes then Christmas meaningless. You know, we can actually end we actually end up forgetting that the that the feast or the party is his and it's for him. Therefore, Jesus, since it's in the occasion of his birthday, can't be absent from your celebrations. But unfortunately, many people have been forgetting about Jesus in this time. Because Christmas is celebrating the birth of Christ. And he is our Lord and Savior. And Jesus is the reason why we celebrate Christmas. And this was obviously a fact. Jesus' birth was a fact that, was, that happened more than 2,000 years ago. But it still doesn't lose its essence with the years. Because every single day we can celebrate Jesus' birth. You know, but what we see is every single year we see that Christmas is, is changed. We create different patterns, different uh, decorations to make Christmas more attractive to people. You know, and while people are attempting to make Christmas more a joyous occasion, you know, with presents and gifts, you know what's happening? People is losing the true meaning of Christmas. And with these various different uh, trials that people are doing, Christmas is actually losing its, its, uh, its shine. And it's losing its true meaning. It's, lo is, it's losing its true light. Because for most people, the joy of Christmas is like the same, the same joy that they have in any other celebration that they have throughout the year. But for me, it should be different. I think like this. Yes, we need to celebrate it with energy, with enthusiasm. Because it's the birth of someone that changed our story. 
But not only our story here in this earth, but our eternity forever. Because the Bible, according to the Bible, we are already born destined for hell. What's been happening? People have been losing the true meaning of Christmas and how to celebrate Christmas. You know, and, and Jesus needs to be celebrated as Lord, as Christ, as your Lord and Savior of the world. And we can't sit idle and accept any random level of celebration. We can't celebrate Christmas like everyone else out there. And Paul himself, he says, do not be conformed to the patterns of this world. So we shouldn't be conformed with how everyone else in the world is celebrating the birth of Jesus. And we can't And therefore we can't lose the true meaning of Christmas, which is Jesus Christ. And what we need to go through is what Paul again says in the same, in the same chapter, you know, we need to go undergo a renewing of our minds. Because it's true that we are actually born into a culture or under a culture that celebrates Christmas completely different. Amen? Amen? Can you understand? So then why shouldn't we conform? Because what we see today is a mixture of lights, of music and business. A lot of sales. And what we see and what we see ever increasing is as a, at this time everyone is buying and selling. And this is why we can lose the attention. But Christmas is obviously so much more than just that. Imagine, imagine the pastors that were in the field, or the shepherds that were in the field, when they discovered that that day was the birth of Christ. And they in that moment they received the best news ever. They received the, the news of the birth of the Savior, Lord Jesus. And they couldn't even understand why there was a multitude of angels beside them in that moment. But to their uh, astonishment, to their amazement, those angels were there to give them a good news. And the good news was Jesus was born. Amen. Amen. So what makes Chris... Christmas lose its meaning. No, and don't misunderstand. I'm not saying that you can't celebrate Christmas. You'll understand in the end. First, first point that we spoke about is the absence of Jesus. 
So the point is the sign given by the angel to the shepherds to celebrate their first Christmas was the sight of the baby Jesus. That was the first sign. So that from then on they could start celebrating Christmas. It was the presence of Jesus. So how can you um, uh, celebrate the birth of someone without them? <laughs> But unfortunately, Christmas and most of the people out there are celebrating Christmas without remembering Jesus. Without remembering that Jesus Christ is the Lord and is the Savior. And it's nowadays it's sad, but the, the fact is the center of Christmas today for most people is not Jesus, it's Santa Claus. And what do we see in these celebrations? It's Santa Claus. Sex without commitment. Drinking. And all these things have been substituting the place of Christ in their hearts, in people's hearts. Because people's minds haven't been transformed and they don't have the full understanding of, of Jesus Christ. So what we see is, is gift giving, what we see is Santa Claus, is, is sex without commitment, it's drinking, it's partying. But what does Paul the Apostle tells to our lives? Paul writes to the Romans 13:13. It says, "Let us behave decently, as in the daytime, not in carousing and drunk drunkenness." Not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissensions and jealousy. So we can see that the Word of God has been calling our attention to this. And, and, their and the attention is behave yourself with decency. You know, because what a lot of people do at the dark in the darkness of night, to even say it during the daylight is shameful. You know, and this substitution of values in people's mind isn't an accident. Because if we if we continue 
Paul in another in another verse he himself he says the 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 prince of this world have been blinding people of understanding. Why? So that they don't see the light of the gospel, which is Christ, and Christ, which is the image of God. How many can understand? So Satan, for with because he's very cunning, he's been using people in the wrong way. And he hasn't been only using people, but he has been using, you know, commerce, has been using adults, children, even families to take their attention away from what's true. No, and because he's very cunning, he knows how to take not only adults far away from the true meaning of, of, of Christmas, but also children from a young age. So what Satan, what he really wants is that you believe in, in Santa Claus. You know, and children, they grow up with this understanding of Santa Claus. And from an early day, they're becoming f more and more distant from the truth, which is Jesus Christ. So the absence of Christ and the substitution of Christ in Christmas celebrations. It's two factors that have been making Christmas lose its meaning. And this, and this is, is a, a catastrophe for humanity in general. So imagine you are together, you are eating, drinking. You love the decoration, you love the way people are dressed. You know, gifts are being given from hand to hand. You're, uh, everything is there under the Christmas tree. But where is Jesus? Can you understand what I'm saying? And all of these things is very easy. And what they're there for is for to distract you from the true meaning of Christmas. So let's look at these two verses. It says, in 1 Corinthians 10, 7, it says, Do not be idolatrous as some of you, as some of you them, them were. As it is written, the people sat down to eat and drink and got up to indulge in revelry. So the, the, the Bible is clear. You know, people would get together, they would sit down to eat and drink, and they all they did was indulge themselves in partying, in other words. So we're, we're not contradicting the word of God. We're going to show you soon the other side of the celebration. But look at this warning from the Bible, from the word of God in Philippians 
It says, their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach and their glory is their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. It says, their God is their stomach. We understand one thing. There is nothing wrong with celebrating Christmas. There is nothing wrong in throwing a party. But the difference lies in the intention and the heart. It's like how we do it and for who we do it. It's whenever, you know, there is an absence of Christ and there's a substitution of Christ with other things. It's whenever our celebrations and the get-together that we're having is not centered in Jesus Christ. And it's in, in, in that moment that the, the, the celebrations can become a pagan celebration without God's presence. And it's a, it's a place that God is not happy with. But I believe with all my heart that God does want us to take this time to celebrate. Amen? But in saying that, it should be a celebration the way He wants, the way He has asked us to do. Amen? And it's with His presence without substituting Him. Maybe you might be saying, well, there's nothing wrong with having a little party. You know, and, and it's true, it's not wrong to throw a party, but be careful. Because just like the people before used to sit, eat, sit, eat just to, to, to throw party, to party away their lives, be careful. And also the Bible says that their God is their stomach, the food. We have to be careful because sometimes the celebrations, our stomach, the gluttony, this is substituting Christ in our hearts. Amen. Let's look at what Moses writes to us. It says in Leviticus 23, 1 and 2, it says, The Lord said to Moses, Speak to the Israelites and say to them, These are my appointed festivals, the appointed festivals of the Lord, which you are to proclaim as sacred assemblies. Amen? Amen? These are my festivals, he says. So God does expect us to celebrate Him and to celebrate Him with joy. Amen? He wants us to gather together and celebrate Him. He desires this. He desires to be among His people. 
He desires to be close to each and every one of you. And this is the reason why we celebrate the birth of, of, of Jesus with joy and, and, and happiness inside our heart. Look at, look at what God uh, commanded Moses to do. It's in Deuteronomy 16, 16. It says, three times a year, all your men must appear before the Lord your God at the place he will choose, at the festivals of unleavened bread, the festivals of the weeks, and the festivals of the tabernacles. Amen. So God is a God of festivals, of party. He's a God of celebration. He tells us to celebrate his feasts, his parties. But his one request is he needs to be present. And, and let's look at what, the, what was God's idea when he, when he set uh, the, the Israelites from Egypt. And one of the instructions God gave was you must celebrate with joy the fact that you're free. And we should do the same thing today. We need to celebrate with joy that we are set free. Because the birth of Christ in that day it was the beginning of my freedom. I believe this. Do you believe this for your life? Amen. It says, in Exodus 5, 1, it says, After that, Moses and Aaron went to the Pharaoh and said, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, Let my people go, so that they may hold a festival to me in the wilderness. Amen? So this is what God wants. Let my people go, so that they can throw a festival in my name. But we need to have this clear understanding in our in our in our minds and, and hearts. Who, for whom do we do it and how do we do it? So we're not contradicting the Bible, okay? There's nothing wrong, I repeat, there's nothing wrong with having a celebration. The problem lies in the intention behind our hearts. Now where Where is our hearts turned to? What way are we actually doing it? So, so as I said, in our Christmas celebrations, Jesus cannot be absent. Why? Because he is the birthday boy. Now imagine you're in a, in a birthday party of someone and there's no birthday person. It makes no sense. You go to someone's birthday and it's in such a place. And maybe you want to give him or her a gift. And when you get there, are you going to give this gift to anyone in the party? No. 
Who are you going to look for? You're going to look for the owner of the house. No, you're going to look for the person whose birthday it is. In the same way, Jesus can't be absent in our Christmas celebrations. Amen? Second point. Change of focus. The attention is in a different place. Why? Because it's very common in December where they all the attention, everybody's attention lies in buying gifts. And this steals our attention very quickly. It steals our attention, the direction that we're taking for, for our celebration. So we we're always thinking about the gifts, we're always thinking about you know the, 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 the feast that we're going to be throwing, the decorations. We're thinking about the gathering of families. It's the friends, it's the family members. It's Santa Claus. It's uh, champagne. To celebrate, yeah? No, you can't, you can't do the celebration without champagne. But what about Jesus? Just know Jesus. So everything that we do in Christmas needs to be towards Christ. All of our attentions, all of our worries needs to be directed towards the birth of Christ. Because today in Bethlehem, in the city of David, was born Jesus Christ. That is why in Hebrews 12:2 it says, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. So don't let the other things, you know, the, the other distractions steal away your attention, your attention, which should be Jesus. And what happens is, what's happening today is that, you know, adults and children, they learn to go to the wrong source. They learn to go to the wrong source to receive presents. You know, children are encouraged to behave themselves throughout the year so that they can have a Christmas present. All of this for the wrong motivation. Because since, since they're a child, they already start learning to love material things. Because this is what we are offering our children. Before ever offering them the, f the biggest present, Jesus Christ. Amen. So all of these things can substitute Jesus' place in your heart. And all of this as a consequence of believing in this pagan fantasy. Chris, uh, what's his name? Santa Claus. Jesus is the Lord of Christmas. Jesus is the meaning 
of Christmas. Jesus is the reason why we celebrate this date. That it sh should really be celebrated every single day. So Christmas without Jesus is a pagan celebration. Because if you if you take all the decorations, Christmas is still there. If you take away uh, Santa Claus, Christmas will remain. But if you take Jesus, then there is no Christmas. Because without Jesus, there is no celebration of Christmas. So the birth of Jesus and the birth of our Lord and Savior is the reason why we celebrate Christmas. So what makes Christmas become meaningless? Amen? The absence of Jesus. And when our attention, our focus is in the wrong place. And the last point is there is no real there isn't real uh, worship to Jesus. And because there isn't real worship to Jesus, Christmas loses its meaning. Because when you start to understand and study about how the myth Santa Claus was created. Because you'll then, once you start learning about this, you will understand how easy it is for everybody to be caught up in a fantasy and start being making that part of their story. Let's, let's look at Matthew 2.11. It says, On the coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, And they bowed down and worshipped him. So when they saw the baby Jesus, what was the first thing that they, that they did? Worshipped him, worshipped Jesus. So when there isn't true worship to Jesus in our celebrations, Christmas then loses its meaning. And, and Satan's plan and purpose is to divert or change people's focus from the true worship or the true meaning of Christmas. You have to understand is that God, he doesn't go in step into a place that he isn't worshipped. And he will step even less in a place where he is actually substituted for someone else. And God knows very well where he's worshipped and where he is substituted. So if there is an absence of Jesus, if there's an absence of Jesus, then it's just a pagan celebration. And God doesn't has not, nothing to do with something like this. 
And that is why Isaiah, he says, these people, they honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. You know, they worship me in vain. You know, with, with principles and teachings belonging to man. You know, you might even think about it. You might even, you know, when you're preparing things, but the way that you do it may, may make that a vain adoration, vain worship. Amen. So what we see today a lot is the inf information of, of the end of times. You know, and as we've seen, the pastor has been preaching a lot lately, but we are near the end of times. And it's a time of a lot of coldness in people's heart, a lot of deceit in people's heart. Amen. And I want to finish up here. You know, a Christmas party where Jesus Christ isn't worshipped is an empty party. A celebration like this doesn't have any meaning and doesn't have God's grace there to bless everybody involved. Because a celebration like that could be completely carnal, could be completely human, and it's turned towards sin and the things of the devil. But we could change this. We could do it differently. Amen? And we can allow Jesus to come into our celebrations. Because Christmas is actually a very important day for our lives. Because it was then that God gave us the biggest and most important present he could ever give. And he gave us the biggest present that anyone could ever give. Amen? Because if, if God didn't withheld, withheld from us his own son, wouldn't, isn't he going to give us all other things? There is a reason for us to celebrate this day. There is a reason for us to be here together celebrating this day. And then it's everything that he desires. He desires for us to be together and celebrate. God is a God of festivals. He's a God of gatherings. We did this yesterday with the cell meeting. But he is the center. He has to be the first in, in line. Amen? Let's stand up. I would like that you in this moment would close your eyes and I would like for you to reflect on this question. What makes Christmas lose its meaning? The absence of Jesus.
I would like for you to connect with the heavens in this moment. Close your eyes. Let the Holy Spirit minister to your heart. This isn't only a, a preaching about Christmas. We are talking about the true Savior of our souls. Nothing is more important than Him in your life. There is no festival, there is no celebration, nothing can substitute His place in our hearts. This day is very important for me, for my family, and for my friends. So please call someone to your home, ce celebrate Jesus' birth. But in that moment, present Jesus as their Savior. Present Jesus as the Savior of the world and of uh, the, our lives. And present Jesus as the true meaning of Christmas. He wants to spend Christmas with us. Glory to your name, Lord. He wants to spend Christmas with you. Please don't lose this moment. Don't lose the essence of this moment. Everything that he wants is to spend Christmas with us. That we would worship him. Because in Bethlehem, in the city of David, the Savior was born. Jesus Christ, the Lord. There is a reason why we're here. I can feel the heart of God. And saying, don't, don't make me absent in your celebrations. I want to be part of this moment with you. I want to celebrate with you. Just as he said to the Israelites three times a year, I, would, I, I want you to come to me in celebration. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus. We ask you, Lord, for forgiveness for sins. Thank you, Lord, for offering to us such great salvation. Thank you, Lord, for changing our mentality, Lord. Thank you for transforming our home, our family. Father, and we do not want to conform with this world. Father, transform our minds. In the name of Jesus. Father, you are the birthday boy. And we want to give you this hug. We want to be close to you, Lord. Nothing will replace you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Forgive, Lord, our sins. Father, 
and by faith, Father, we believe that you died and was resurrected. And you paid a high price for our sins. When you died in that cross. But you resurrected on the third day. Because the you, according to your word it says it was impossible that death would retain you. And today you are seated at the right hand side of God the Father. And you live to intercede for us. You live to intercede for us. Glory to your name, Jesus. Be glorified in this place, Jesus. Be worshipped in our midst, Jesus. Take your place in our hearts, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. This is our prayer to you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to your name. I pray that the Lord may bless you. May you have a blessed week. Give him a give him a mighty hand of praise. He deserves. Amen.